and said you're leaving. Yeah. Wow. Who says I can't do it? Yeah, who right. said you wouldn't know what button it was? I, I didn't, and I fucked it for the first couple of seconds, but I'm alright, I'm good. Right, good Mark stuff. isn't with me today because he's a prick, and <laughs> left me literally 10 minutes short notes. So there you go, Mark, took a shit on you. But today I have Lorna Lawless. How are you, Lorna? I'm great, Craig, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. So for anybody that may not know you, please explain what you do. Okay, so I am a coaching, I did my master's degree in coaching psychology, so I use positive and coaching psychology in my practice, and I, when I was doing my master's down in UCC, I wanted to research MMA athletes and their experience of flow states, so that's really just when you're in the zone, completely absorbed in the moment, the runner's high, there's lots of different words for it. I don't know what runner's high is. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet you know what a flow state is. Uh, tell you what you did. I bet you do though. I bet you've experienced one. Really? Yeah. One of those moments when you just get really wrapped up in what you're doing and like time goes by really quick. Sometimes it slows down. Oh yeah. Everything that's a flow just kind of yeah, that's a flow state. So it's really just where when we're in a flow state, our brain is basically given its maximum capacity to focus on the task at hand. So that's why everything else seems to kind of fade away, um, or we stop taking note of it. So when we're in a flow state, essentially, um, it used to be the old saying that you were firing on all, all cylinders. Yeah. Um, turns out that that's not actually the case at all. Turns out that some of the most significant uh, areas that are in your brain that are responsible for cognitive functioning begin to shut down. It's this state called transient hypofrontality. So transient because it's temporary, and hypo because it's slow, and frontality because it uh, relates to the, the frontal areas of the brain. And so for instance, like your prefrontal cortex is responsible for all executive functioning, so your self-awareness, um, time is calculated there as well, which is why sometimes it feels like time is flown by, you know, in a particular training session, or maybe it's reading a book, or with friends, or whatever it is, you, you don't see it happening, so um, they are some of the reasons why I was interested in the flow state, because it's, well, as far as the research that we have at the minute, we know that it's when we perform at our best, yeah. um, and I suppose studying coaching psychology and, and positive psychology was just a natural kind of draw for me. It's like, right, so how we know that this is when people are at their best, and I wanted to know a little bit more about it. So um, I never practiced MMA or combat sports or anything like that. But, but you are now. Yeah, I am now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you got a nice little tip there. Got yeah, I got, got my first strike for my white belt. Proud as fuck <laughs> of myself. I'm still beaming. Um, and yeah, I don't think that'll go away until oh, the second one. <laughs> it doesn't go away. It's great. It's awesome. So, um, yeah, at the time I didn't. I just had an interest in it. And I suppose when we are trying to do psychological research, you're always looking to bridge a gap in the knowledge. And there was very little done at the time on MMA athletes. So, to give you a comparison, these figures are probably wrong, but we'll do a ballpark. When I research, so, you know, you go on your little database and you put it in athletics and flow states or whatever. There was something like um, 45,000 papers published on boxing or boxing athletes, and 98,000 on soccer. Um, and there was only 980 papers on MMA athletes researching anything to do with them. So there is a huge uh, discrepancy. It's one of the fastest ground sports in the world. And another thing um, that drew me to studying uh, MMA athletes was every single one of them that I knew were these really um, humble, kind of grounded, quiet people, right? The complete opposite to what... As an outsider, or someone yeah. who didn't compete or, or train in it, it's the complete opposite to what you saw going on. Um, and even at the time, I only really would have been familiar with UFC. I wouldn't have seen any kind of amateur bouts or anything like that. So just the high-level professional stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's why I, I was interested in studying them. Um, I got in contact with John. 
and he was very helpful, kind of helped me get people to interview and stuff like that for uh, the research. And after that, um, I left, did the masters. Uh, I went straight into a PhD in a different area that was in emotional intelligence. You're a busy bee, aren't you? <laughs> I didn't complete the PhD. Um, I found that about a year into it, I was completely burnt out, and uh, so was my wallet. So um, I gave that and, yeah. and shelved that for a while. And um, just wanted to get back into practicing coaching and getting into it. So again, um, I was in touch with John. I was really interested in kind of working within that field just because A, not many people are doing it. There isn't much psychological support there for fighters. You're the force I've heard of. Yeah. In five years I've been in the gym. Like, right, yeah, crazy. yeah. And I haven't, um, I like I, I do know there was, um, oh God, I can't remember his name. It was David Munns. There was another sports psychologist uh, who had been here before. Me. Um, I don't know what he's doing now. I've, uh, I've tried to look him up before. I just slide into his DMs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave. Um, but, just, you know, just because I, I love spending time with like-minded people and, you know, kind of like... Yeah, bouncing guys off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As you said, it's a, it's a bit isolating. There's not many of us out there. Yeah, so, there isn't. So you, you go digging when you can. Do you feel there should be more? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it should be um, open a, a lot more to... There's still a lot of stigma particularly in combat sports I find about going to see a sports psychologist. What do you think that is? It is I don't know. I think it's down to one, a lack of availability. Two, um there is still kind of an inherent macho-ness or yeah. or kinda I'm a tough guy, Toji. Yeah, I don't I don't need to talk only, to someone. Yeah, we only recently heard about uh, did you see James Gallagher's last week? I did. Did you see the yeah. post fight interview? Where no, talked, I didn't get to He was talking about having panic attacks before the fight. Oh, okay. He had called the fight off for two weeks. Sure. He's 22 years of age. Yeah, of course. Had, I think that was his 10th professional fight. Yeah. And countless yeah. amateurs. He's the fourth person of that age bracket I've heard actually speak openly and honestly about. Absolutely. The fourth yeah. professional we've probably heard was probably Tyson Fury. Yeah. How honest he was. Absolutely. It's getting more and more popular. It's so refreshing yeah. because, you know, he's not the only one exactly. who's done it. And maybe it is because James is of the younger generation and he's coming up. And, it, you know, it really is becoming more and more spoken about yeah. um, as it should be. Because, like, at the end of the day, you're going in and you're doing something that's scary. And especially when you're at that level and there's a lot on the line and you've put months of... Uh, work into it you have five purses to pay like it's not just a asher oh, go out for the crack and see yeah. what happens it's it's their careers um and a lot is at stake it's not just physically at stake but it's mentally at stake especially because of the kind of uh, i think a lot of it that con- contributes to it is this kind of formula that um the showmanship side or the entertainment yeah um, you must behave a certain way so, yeah to yeah. sell tickets yeah. and you know you kind of put off this bravado and you rip on your opponent and like yeah. so on and so forth um, which is it look, it entertains all of us and at the end of the day you watch the fight with a little bit more goose like yeah that, like, what I'm say it shouldn't be yeah, about it puts that. more pressure yeah. on you it just does put more Definitely, pressure yeah. on you because it doesn't seem to happen really in any other professional sport you never see well I don't know like I'm not into soccer I don't watch it but I've never heard you don't, of you don't see them ripping on other no. players from other teams or anything like that so look it just goes hand in hand with it it's the showmanship that goes with uh, that level of fighting and professional fighting um, but I, I think it puts an extra pressure let's say on, on the mentally going forward do you think there should be, like, I don't know what way to say it, like, it, something should be implemented for fighters to, like, be able to see someone like you? Because yeah. not a lot of people would be lucky enough to be in this gym to see you. But, again, amateur fighters, they're paying for brain scans, they're paying for bloods. They haven't got the money to kind of, like, see it. Do you think it should be in every gym? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it could, if you had yeah. the resources, if you had someone who was, um, you know, skilled and, and, and trained and interested enough in it, and... Um, to be honest, Craig, I think it does happen a lot anyway. They're just not, they're just known as your head coaches. They're not known True, as, yeah. uh, as you know, your, your head coach or like a mindset coach. But um, 
it's like often I hear of people coming and they really like their support system is their coaches yeah. and they are the ones that they go to and uh, I know particularly um, with some of the, the lads that look after the Winter Warriors here they have often gone above and beyond what they should or you know yeah. to, to support people emotionally mentally as well as, as physically and um, so I, I do think it happens a lot already yeah I just don't especially think especially here yeah there's yeah. just not that designated person um, you know that might come from a professional um, or qualified background to do it so, so you work or did work do you still work with employers yeah so um, that, this is how I, that must be tough yeah. because you're not dealing with pros you're dealing with ordinary people who have signed up to fight in yeah. six months time yeah. how do you help someone well I think this is where some of the most interesting stories happen because at some point um, obviously professional fighters there is a, there's an innate or a natural kind of mental toughness there now it does come with um with training and building your confidence and experience and all and that years kind of and stuff. Years, years and years yeah. and often they've been doing it since they were little kids and um, so they just kind of have a thirst or hunger for that to be their professional career um so how do you switch that for an average show yeah but this is what i find yeah. the most interesting so John had told me about the, the Winter Warriors and it kind of came in late at the end of, of season two or three. Yeah, that was when I started talking to Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was, we were about three weeks out from, from fight night and all of a sudden there was, there was a, you know, a psychologist available, you know, for you to talk to and everyone kind of jumped in and I think I probably spoke at some point to well over half, maybe two thirds of the contestants within that space of time for anyone that doesn't know like this year alone there's 62 people yeah yeah so you have to do well if they want to avail of it which most of them will 62 people yeah that's just one season but you have to here since season 2 yeah 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 so you do season 6 is it this is season 6 yeah Yeah. so um, it it was I I mean it's great in terms of an average show that's I think what I found most interesting about it was I was kind of like right with these I came in at a unique time because uh, all the nerves are building up for fight night. Like, it's all very realistic. And for the guys now who are, what, they're three weeks in on, yeah. on season six. Um, and it's it's there. It's a reality. You know it's going to happen, but it's kind of in the distance. Whereas when you get to, like, three weeks out, you're just at the, I don't know, to come to the end of fight camp or, like, they're just coming to that buffering yeah. period. They know who they're matched with. Um, there's been the odd kind of calling each other out or WhatsApp, yeah. you know, taking the mic. And, like, again, the pressure is has built up on them. Um, so I was sitting here and I'm chatting to them all. And what I was really struck by was uh, their journey, right? So my first question generally always is, tell me a bit about yourself and, you know, why did you sign up to Winter Warrior because for me as a coach that gives me a better understanding of that person of what motivates them of um, what way their mind might work um, and in particular it'll let me know if there's any sort of not red flags but just something to to worry them y- yeah, yeah no, in, in particular like if someone has let's say maybe come from um, a trauma background um, or they're doing this to prove a point to something or something significantly yeah. bad has happened to them in the past. I'm only um, mentioning it because it was highly shown on TV. Yes. was when you dealt with Emma. Yes, yeah, yes. That I must also, have been tough. Yeah, coach yeah. Emma. Um, Emma's in, um, incredibly... She's the definition of a warrior. Yeah, yeah. she actually is, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, she's, she's just class. She's so brave. And she's lovely. And she's the nicest <laughs> person. I mean, it's hard to see her not with a smile on her face. Um, so how would you, for someone like Emma who went through trauma and had said it quite openly on yes. television that she went through trauma, yeah. how would you change your culture from someone like an average Joe? So what what I know then is things to be aware of and things to immediately focus in on with her. So um, let's say with Emma, I knew from the onset that she had um, experienced um, sexual um, abuse she had been um, physically assaulted yeah she'd been yeah. physically and sexually assaulted 
um, and that was a big thing. So my thing was immediately striking in in the face or anything like that because when when we have been when we experience trauma when we, we become re-traumatized and um, if the trigger could be the smallest little thing right so you can kind of go well I, I spoke to Emma obviously first and foremost and um, my role as a coach or as a coach and psychologist positive psychologist I didn't study uh counseling or you know how for people to get over uh, PTSD. I yeah. don't deal with the past. Yeah. I deal with the future. What's going on right now? Yeah. So my first remit is to know that somebody who is qualified has <laughs> dealt with it, and and they had, and I had undergone years of counselling. So I kind of felt comfortable, and I made sure that she kept in touch with her counsellor whilst we were working together and while she was going through and um, the program. So they're just those little things that are your own duty of care. Yeah. Um that you do it as a coach um, what worried me about her was initially being um, obviously the grappling and um, kind of uh, being dominated or stuck down uh, or in sort of strike into the face of the body and it, it did I just I just kind of knew if she was going to be triggered by it and she was triggered by yeah, it. Yeah, you knew straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just, I yeah. just knew. And but look again, it was because it, it, I mean, I didn't have a crystal ball. It's just very obvious, you know, yeah. if someone is being through yeah. uh, traumatic um, instances like that and and on a chronic basis. So it wasn't, you know, just a one or two times. So um, I knew that uh, that was going to trigger her, and I needed to kind of immediately give her tools to deal with it and um, so things like that would often be you have to bring them back into the moment because in your head you go back to where you are and yeah. that's all the emotional triggers and and you can often feel like it's like you know a playback or a flash and you know you see it in the movies yeah. <laughs> you know the flashbacks yeah. or whatever it is kind of very similar to what happens and um, but you also it's an embodied feeling so your body goes straight back to that traumatic state um and so my first thing was to give her the, the tools to deal with it told her it was going to happen expect it that's another thing and um, when you think oh well that happened to me years ago and i'm over it now and i went to counseling and I've done this. And, been time I yeah, yeah, and I'm so brave. Yeah. And look, you know, what she's doing. She is so brave. But it, it didn't mean that it wasn't going to happen. Trigger, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trigger is a trigger. It just means yeah. that she's put herself through that again, thank God. Yes, yeah. exactly. So uh, the main thing was kind of reminding her that it was going to pass. She's not really there to reconnect with her body in the present moment. We generally do that through very simple techniques like breathing and. Um, but she she did great. She's she's a trooper, you know. She she got straight back up and um even you know some of the rounds where she would have been sparring and I yeah see you can see kind of like from week on week. First week obviously as you said she broke down crying. Yeah. We were expecting that. Yeah. And then the the following week that she was sparring Katie saw. Her, yeah. She just went hell for leather. Yeah. It was just, amazing. With a bad ankle. Yeah. Exactly. It yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Danny's boyfriend Alan and stuff like that like that was big because oh definitely guy, yeah. Like, exactly yeah know? especially a man yeah. so uh, that's what I kept saying to her is like Emma even you know when you, you bring her back and you put in the sessions and uh, she says but this time you're fighting back that's the difference between them that was the old chapter this time into the new chapter you're fighting back that's all she kept saying yeah after I'm fighting back I'm because fighting it back. became yeah. her yeah. mantra you know um, not her mantra but we in in coaching we call these anchoring thoughts um, and it's just something to, to bring you back into reality and you associate it with a feeling generally of empowerment or feeling good um, or successful in something so um, that was we had kind of agreed that that was going to be I could see it uh, in her she instantly became energized yeah. when she'd say it and that was I would just encourage her to say that to herself again and again and especially when she felt uh, retriggered that's pretty amazing to be fair yeah so I know it's the simplest of things yeah, it's really, really simple it's, yeah. it's brilliant like you're able to do that I like. yeah so it, it's just Craig it's just knowing people it's knowing what to look out for you know it's, you're doing the whole modesty thing I'm not I'm not that good yeah you're brilliant <laughs> if you do something like that with someone like Emma like who is yeah. As upset as she was, and then to throw her into a fire was yeah. unbelievable. We we had a we had twelve weeks, just shy of twelve weeks, I think, which is huge because you think of the Winter Warriors, they have six, six months. months. Yeah. Fuck. 
2021, everyone is still, and rightly so, and they still get respect from professional fighters or amateur fighters who know that they were a year or two yeah. training before they did it. So it's, you know, it really is a, it's a pretty significant thing. I, I think the amateur warriors are different because they're all of the same level. Do you know, well, generally, yeah. so other than if they get another guy in from previous series to, you know, if there's an injury last yeah, minute or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the majority of the time, you're fighting someone who you started off with on, on the same day and you just go through the journey together. The and he lost your team getting across from the catch. Yeah, 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 exactly. Whereas Anna had three months that she did it completely on her own. Yeah. You know? There's no other average out there with her. Nobody the else. The girl that she fought had something like three fights as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, she had her team, and I'll never forget kind of saying that to her. Um, when, just before we, she was about to walk out for her fight, and there was like a five-minute wait, you know, from when they called us down, and everyone is kind of... And I noticed that the room, the warm-up room, because there was loads of lads fighting that night, obviously, yeah. there's a good few heads up there, and they had all followed her down. Brilliant. And they were all kind of, like, lined up the staircase, like, into the hall, and... She was there, I, she, I could see she was starting to get a bit tense, and I just, you know, Ella say loose, you know, and I just tapped her, said, look at your, look at your team, and she looked up, and of course, they're all, it's like a Debs or something, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're always standing there on the stairs, um, and just the support that she had, so like, in some ways, she was very fortunate, and she had yeah. a massive team around her, yeah. but like, at the end of the day, she, she did it on her own, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, Emma's uh, really, really, really spent very, a, a case that I hold very close to my heart. Um, and I hope, I look forward to seeing her going ahead. And she's still here, like, so. Oh, yeah. yeah she's, that's the best that's, part about it. Like, yeah, look, she, didn't just she say, is only could, getting started. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, like, she yeah. could have just said, you know what, I'm done. I, yeah, I've done yeah. the program. I've I, put I, my I body through hell. Yeah. But no, yeah. she was back here the following day yeah. after the show. It was yeah, amazing. yeah, absolutely. And, like, so I'm actually giving a talk in Cork this Saturday uh, for Fit Guru, a Fit Talk event in the Everyman Theatre. Okay. Um, and I will be telling um, the story. That my talk is called Creating a Combat Mind. Um, so I will be just giving a little rundown as to her background, you know, what the objectives were, yeah. how long we had. Um, I measured Emma's mental toughness as well um, as part of... The, the coaching that I do so I gave her this uh, this psychometric tool that I use called the MTQ48 and uh, that's for a mental toughness questionnaire 48 and basically it assesses um, these psychological skills that research um, well at least has given us the best understanding to date love that about science you can always be wrong we might prove you wrong at some point but um, to date we know that there are four kind of core psychological skills that make somebody mentally tough. So we call them the four C's. Okay. And it's your levels of confidence, your ability to commit to your goals, and your willingness to rise to a challenge and kind of push yourself out of the comfort zone. And um, then finally, your perception of control over your life and where you see that's going. So um, I measured Emma's results at the start and the end and it was like it was amazing because it was just as impressive as seeing you know how much weight she lost yeah. and and her fit she became and her body just like like how did she do that yeah. now, I know she had excellent help from from Tristan and um and uh George Lockhart George Lockhart yeah. <laughs> and so yeah she she had a lot of support and um, to get through the 12 weeks but I honestly think She's just amazing. There's not many. They don't make them like Emma Stafford no. anymore. So with cases like Emma's, do you see that? Obviously without the because it's private. Yeah. But do you see that in Winter Wire? Like, do people come with the rare cases and say, I want to do it because of this? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, is it the same as how you prepared Emma or would it be different to each individual? It's different to each individual because different keys are going to... Different things are going to work with different people. And um, what I love about Winter Warrior is the variety of people that you get coming up to it. So, um, I mean, you have guys on the mats who, you know, yourself could have come from maybe a low socioeconomic background, yeah. maybe struggled with addiction in the past, and um, are just trying to like better themselves. And then 
you have people who are running, you know, sales teams for corporate companies yeah. that are like that's why I love this place. It's full CEOs. of just random different people. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 amazing, you yeah. know, and that's one of the best things that I love about it. Is that once you're on the mat, everybody is equal. Yeah, you know? we're all friends, exactly. Yeah, it's one yeah, big yeah. family. So it is like, one big yeah. family. So, and and it, it that's something that I think, and I know uh, people who haven't experienced it just don't get it. And there is this perception that it's still so macho, you yeah, know. Yeah, like you heard, Keith is uh, the business of sports said oh, it's for people that speak with a certain accent. Oh, lovely, yeah. Uh, uh, can I call you a psychologist? Yes. Yeah, you're yeah. a psychologist. Yeah. I just spoke to two solicitors. Yeah. So, I mean, how is it, like, how is it a thing mm. for certain accents? It's just, it's not, as you said, it's a stigma of. That's for macho men, it's for this, people want to hurt each other. Yeah. It's, it's a sport. Yeah, absolutely it is. It's a, it's a sport. It's, um, and, you know, I think there will be great progress now there when it is recognised as yeah, a sport for Sports Ireland and, and the safe MMA comes in and all that kind of other stuff that are the only little things now currently that are separating it from from others and comments like that um it's just i mean that just says a whole lot more about the person who said it exactly. than anything and just how kind of close-minded they are and um, one thing i would say because even i have found now like um training jiu-jitsu the last few months and um there's a, a nice little team of girls down there now yeah. you know myself and um my friend Ren and Estelle and we like we get it from other girls and even Jackie like has said it and um, that you know other girls are kind of like oh do you not find it like oh it's you know it's yeah. real rough and um, we do a Saturday class here free for women yeah for sure it's a great class yeah, yeah. go on Jackie's class I, yeah, yeah. Jackie's a legend <laughs> well a legend yeah but uh, I'd said it to a few because the situation happened down Rialto where a woman was attacked by a couple of men yeah and I just put up a status on Facebook like yeah. anyone in the area and I got loads of the M said Oh, I'd be scared to go down. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's just a lot of women like yourself who are just trying to learn a new technique. Tough, Again, it's stigma. Yeah. yeah. It's the stigma toughest thing. part is walking through the door. Though. Yeah. Because I, I think in cases like that, it's not even like, like those girls aren't sitting there going, I'm not going in there because, you know, they're all rough or whatever. Yeah. And that's a insecurity thing. Yeah. And this kind of feeling of not wanting to be judged. And I had it a lot even myself. I had it myself. Yeah. yeah. I um, spoke to John the year before Kemper, I spoke to John on the phone for half an hour. Did you? And I couldn't do it. Yeah. Just couldn't go down. Yeah, and then I got thrown out with him. Yeah. Um, sure. For being basically in a wheelchair. Couldn't prove it. Because yeah. the person had said it to me, the manager of the other gym. Sure. But that gym went out of business, so I won. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I went down to John and John was like, you're here for life. Mm. And he just opened the doors. Like Carl Cannon, who's outside the door now coaching, he drove to the gym six times before actually walking into the doors. And he's really? a coach. And he's a coach now. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So I think we all went through that. Carl's a legend. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the one thing that's universal. You'll get that from everybody. The hardest thing is walking through yeah. the doors. And once you're in, you're kind of like, you realise that, you know, it's it's not like that at all. And just, you just have so much fun. Like, particularly in Jackie's classes, Jackie was coming down to SBG Nace where yeah. I trained. Um, and she was running a lady self defense class there for um, a couple of weeks. We were giving it a trial, and um, like they're just so much fun. Yeah, and, like, exactly. And you get to know new people as well. Yeah, and do, do you know what it is? You're for the first like as an adult for the first time you're using your body in a playful way, right? Um, that you haven't done like we just stopped doing it at some point, but when when you're kids. You always grapple and wrestle, particularly if you have siblings or yeah. whatever. But I mean, even if you're not physically, you know, wrestling as a kid, but you tumbled and you played and you you used your body and exactly and you trusted it. You know, and there's a, a huge part um, about that that I also think why any sort of combat sport is so good for improving um, maybe like self confidence or self esteem because. It's embodied, like it's you feel it everywhere in your yeah. mind, and you know, and obviously because it's such a close sport as well, and um, to your opponent or whatever, um, it's it's just it's really kind of therapeutic, and you begin to connect to your body again. Particularly women suffer with this a lot, not just women, obviously men can as well. But in particular, it would be women. In particular, yeah. women because um, 
they tend to just really always have something to give out about given their physical appearance and we can kind of psychologically detach from our bodies right so like especially with the likes of social media yeah it's and you're you're more in your mind you're more connected to the image on the screen it's probably photoshopped but you're looking at it and you're going that's what i want and that's what i need to be and then you kind of get just all down on yourself yeah whereas what i have found is just through my own experience um and i'm only training a few months but you're just wow like my body's like it's powerful like I can do stuff with yeah. this that I can move and I can tumble and I you can, can choke people out yeah I can choke yeah. people out with it like and it's and and, and I'll be choked out and you'll be humbled by it like That's, you know John said the most humbling thing is getting choked out by someone yeah like, three weeks ago I was choked out eight times yeah then I got to three and then last week I got to one. Oh, good man. So yeah. that's why I'm, I'm counting them as wins. Yeah, good. Once yeah. it goes down, it down. Yeah. <laughs> it never stops, so, you know. But I, like, I'm the same. Jeez, there's some of the lads I do around with. Um, and, like, You'd three times in the five minute round. Like, you're like, fuck. Again. And you're like, you're really giving it to them then at that point. But even at that, you get up and you kind of, you just, it, it makes you kind of think about your behavioural patterns yeah. and being in the minute or in the moment and, and just kind of getting over it you know like in, in life <laughs> someone jokes you out of it like metaphorically you know or verbally or you know just like put you down just, you wouldn't get over that for months exactly yeah. that's like I'd be going home thinking about like if someone let's say verbally put me down or you know just like just absolutely shut me out to the point where you're like oh, okay stop abuse me now and <laughs> um, yeah, you'd be traumatized. Definitely, you know? yeah. and so th- there's something really interesting. Yeah. And it's definitely where I'm getting um, or I'm finding that I'm more and more drawn and interested to women in combat sport and them using it as a vehicle to to build their, their inner confidence, to reconnect with themselves physically, mentally to get over potential traumas from the past and um, I think for so long men have definitely had the um, the advantage of it just because it right it is it's still intimidating no matter what yeah, or course, for yeah. who still intimidating to walk in through the door but just women for some reason haven't um, been participating in it so much and like this year and I do think Emma's story had a lot to do yeah. with it given the timing and the timing of oh, yeah, the about yourself. Well, I had a lot of text messages saying where does it, where's that gym what time is it open yeah. I want to get help like when that yeah. woman yeah. did yeah. So. yeah I need to be there yeah. Wimsmore is the perfect programme yeah, for it is. that it's a brilliant vehicle for people yeah yeah absolutely so um, I'm actually this time round um, I'm going to be tracking the women so there's 12 women on Wimsmore this year which is the highest female well, turn yeah. turnout yeah, ever um, so I'm really interested in, in tracking them so I'm going to do the same thing as what I did with Emma so I've took the results um, in week two and then um, they'll do the same test again now maybe fight week or a few weeks after um, and we'll be able to, to track it because what I would really like to do is to start like scientifically demonstrating that this is a really, really effective sport and it's effective for these reasons. And not only does it tone you up and get you fitter than you've ever been and stronger, but it's the the mental gains that I think are somewhat unique to a, a martial art or a combat sport as opposed to just, now again, I don't do GAA, I don't do it, like yeah. any other stuff. So I, I can't really... I compared when Travis so I don't have well as you said at the start there was only 98 reports done so. 908 oh sorry yeah. but versus 4 to 5,000 and 98,000 yeah, it's minuscule so, yeah it's 1% yeah. it's unbelievable yeah yeah, yeah it's shocking. so it it needs more of a light it needs it. more promotion yeah. and I think I think hopefully that with that type of promotion positive promotion and and as I said scientifically valid promotion as well hopefully the likes of you know, closed-minded or small-minded uh, people, or who are in a position to to um, have the sport recognised, will start seeing that that it is beneficial. And if it were more recognised, if it were 
deemed always a safe, like every club is a safe MMA club yeah. to go to, you would get a lot more women kind of maybe walking through the doors yeah, exactly. in order to use the sport to benefit them. Yeah, you because know? like my count does way more in the la- last year on the pro fight down here. Women was. Oh yeah. Then yeah, yeah. the first the first year I was here was just Shanae Campbell. Yeah. yeah. And Shanae's a beast. Like, yeah. Most yeah. lads are afraid of her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrified of her. Yeah. She won't hit me. She likes me. Yeah. But uh, like like now you have Danny Neal, you have Antonelli, you have Jackie. You, like, there's so many like women coming through the doors now, but there needs to be more. Like average Joe women need to be coming in the doors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just like as I said, the the Winter Warriors is a great um, it's a great demonstration of it, yeah. and and like that, average people like me, like anyone that I know, um, you know, family or friends, and you know that they're. I often talk about this as well with the girls, you know, when we're training, and everyone has that one friend, you know, that could benefit from this Definitely. the most, yeah. and they will be the ones who. Who might leave it, you know, like give you a snide comment or go, oh, I don't know how you do that. And you're like, oh, you would love this. Exactly, if you gave it a chance. <laughs> if you yeah. gave it a chance, if you just walked through the doors, you'd absolutely love it. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe in time um, we'll, we'll get there. I'm, I'm hoping that we will. And I hope. <laughs> With if, people like yourself driving it, I think we will. Yeah, yeah. Someone who actually cares. Yeah, yeah. someone who cares. And do you know what? Again, as I said, I, like I don't have a massive background in this. I, my family aren't from a combat sport background or martial art background in any way, shape, or form. I've no real investment in it. Just as a scientist, someone who studies one thing happening, as a, especially in psychology, we often run these interventions, or we don't call them experiments anymore, but research, you know. And um, to see, right, if you if we start here, this is your baseline. If you do this with someone for X amount of weeks and you do retest them again, if you find a, a difference there, that's you know that that's working. Yeah. So yeah. I've just I've seen it happen again and again and again, be it with men, women, rich, poor, anyone, pro team, amateur, just in the door, three weeks to a fight, years doing about it doesn't matter. Yeah. I have seen it. Yeah. So you're kind of like. It's really just spreading the word, really. Exactly, yeah. Not it's, just people having been doing that helping, for years. Yeah, but it's helping build the sport in a more positive way. Yeah, yeah, Rather absolutely. than just, these two are happy fighting, they're getting money for fighting, end yeah. of story. Yeah, yeah, Whereas you're promoting mental health to do it. 100%. Which is what needs to be promoted. Like, yeah. I wasn't, personally speaking, I wasn't allowed to do football in skill because of my shorts. Sure. I wasn't allowed to go to gyms because of my shorts. They hit behind everything. Yeah, then yeah. Then John opened the door, literally and figuratively, and said, you're going to be here for life. Yeah. And... I'm going to be actually done with the Warriors this year as well. Not fighting, just really? doing a uh, grappling match. Savage. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. But I would never have thought of doing that a couple of years yeah. ago. Like, I only did, I literally only did Jiu-Jitsu because you know when he haven't? Yeah. He was like, how are we getting off the strike? And I said, not really liking it. Like, it's, it's not, I don't think I'm into it. He's like, yeah. go try Jiu-Jitsu. I was like, what's that? Come on, show you. Two hours we no better did, than you. Exactly. Two hours we did Jiu-Jitsu on the cage. Fell in love with it. Just said the John. Yeah. yeah. Just said the John because I knew Jiu-Jitsu now. You guys. I thought this was happening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, other than that, like someone saying it to me, come on, I'll show you. Do yeah, this. you might have given it, it a go. I definitely yeah, yeah, because yeah. society kind of knocked me back. That's what it does yeah. with people. Like I like more to say to people in this suit because like get hold in a little box, stay there. You're not allowed to do this. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Like everything was. You need doctors' notes for this, doctors' notes for that. Yeah. Obviously, I need a doctor's note for here. But that yeah. was just to cover me. Wasn't, yeah, of course. Wasn't my job to look at it and go, oh, that off. Yeah, let me read the fine print yeah. there. You're like, yeah. it's ne- you're nearly begging to get into these places if you're in a sale or in a wheelchair. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. stupid. Like, we've so many people here with like intellectual disabilities. Yes. But we don't have really people in wheelchairs, which I'd like more. Yeah, as well, Because yeah. I'm sure there's plenty more people like me that want to try. Absolutely, yeah. And, like, is there, have you ever had someone? I've never seen her in a wheelchair yet. Yeah. I've had a lot of people express, like, from abroad. I did a blog a couple of years ago about being this year. Sure. And I had, like, either a woman. Like in Australia, who lived above an MMA gym, but one And I actually texted the MMA gym and said, Does a girl lives above you? And he wrote back, The girl in the wheelchair said, Yeah. yeah. So she wants to try, but she hasn't got the courage. You yeah. end up knocking on her door and brought her in. You're joking. Yeah, yeah, seriously, honestly. But, That's uh, brilliant. Then you have the likes of Kay Kelly, who also opens his doors to intellectually sales person as well. Okay. Brilliant. But I just think there should be more shot on it as well for sales people. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would like, why I have gone to the Winter Ireland just to. Yeah. Just to shine a light on it, because. 
Yeah. There's not enough people there. No, absolutely not. And you know, it takes people like you to um, to put themselves forward and to open people's eyes to it that you can do it just yeah. because you're in a wheelchair. Well, you it, can, you know. it takes people like you to show people like me that you can do it. <laughs> you're important as well. Don't be modest. Uh, look, we're all in it together as this, you know, one, the dream team. Do you ever get a patient to think, uh, that's not a patient, that's not really a right word, client, do you ever get a client to think they shouldn't be fighting or just going to take a good while to help them get to the fight? Um, no, because I always kind of take this presumption that we're all adults here, you know, yeah. and th- like this is another uh, argument that I've often had with, with friends or whoever who have told me that MMA is barbaric and it shouldn't, you know, how are you into that? And I was just like... But, you know, it's if one, you don't know anything about it, and I was like, two, you're making out that like we're that they're dragging people in off yeah. the streets and yeah. locking them in a cage. Fight to the death. Yeah, yeah. like again, it just goes back to this whole nanny state that it's okay, you're wrong, or you're random. I know you don't like Gaelic. Did you see Gaelic the weekend? Um, no. Right, double play cock. I'm so happy because if anyone remembers Joe Brody wrote an article about MMA saying it was the worst thing ever I remember that right. yeah, yeah literally before the ref threw the ball up yeah they started punching head off each other oh, I was so happy yeah I tweeted yeah. Joe Brody I was like what about this yeah but you're uh, not going to write an article about that no like, it's unbelievable because he is a GA player yeah he was yeah, yeah and he yeah. decided the weekend that was the Khabib and McGregor fight where it's filled out after the fight. Yeah. Obviously, regrettable things happened. That was, he decided yeah. to write one then. But he didn't write about the actual fight afterwards. Yeah. He wrote about, like, he said that uh, a one woman fought another woman like a savage. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You, you don't know You don't know it. You don't yeah. understand that his two kids are watching it. Oh, That's why he wrote an article. Yeah, the killings that go on in a GAA yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. with fans and then with the players. Like, yeah, absolutely. I've not, um, like, I'm not a huge fan, but I've obviously gone along to Crow Park. Oh, me neither, but once I seen the yeah, video, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's hard to it. The amount that goes on on the pitch at the camera, you know, when you're watching it at home or whatever. It comes straight to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, they kill each other. Definitely, you know? yeah. Like, yeah, there's more points than that there is in 15 minutes of MMA. Yeah. Do you know, there's, um, like, that's completely different because they're actually scrapping each other out of anger, yeah. you know, and like it's not. And they could seriously hurt them. Yeah, whereas yeah. the lads in here, like they're trained professional athletes, yeah. they know exactly what they're at. Exactly. Um. So yeah, like that. That's always my thing is that people are adults, and they're they've made this decision themselves to come in and start training this sport, and they're fully aware. And so I suppose to go back to your question, when you said, do you ever get frustrated? Not frustrated, but do I ever worry about a yeah. client let's say put it that way and um, I don't because no one here has is here because there's a gun held to their head yeah. because any because it just wouldn't work you know if, if you're if you're in here if you're walking through that door every morning at six o'clock or half six or whatever and um, five days a week putting yourself through you you want it you really want yes, it yes definitely yeah you know and like even if some I, I, I can never speak to somebody's uh, technical abilities. I'm not a coach. I, exactly. You know, yeah. Even if I was standing and watching them five days a week, I, I wouldn't know. Like, um, I'm sure maybe that might be a little bit different if you if you spoke to one one of the coaches, and um, that kind of look after that side of things. They that might they might discrepantly go, oh, that's they're not you know they're not physically ready or they yeah. don't this. Maybe they didn't show up for enough Dead training. Again. Or is anyone physically ready after six months of training? None no, of them are coming out no. fighting like Conor McGregor no, or Ronda Rousey or anyone like no, that. No, 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 no. It's not that they would have to be like perfectly ready. Yeah, yeah. And it's more so just that that they have enough to get themselves through yeah. the fight. Um, but again, like I, that is something that I I often say to people come fight week you know and you'd have your final session and the nerves might may or may not be there and it just kind of would remind them that like look like you have the best people in the world here looking out for you and they're not going to let you go in there to get money <laughs> yeah. 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 If, if you're not ready exactly for it. Yeah. so if, if you're cleared by them if you're if you're cleared by your safe MMA if you're 
and um, happy enough in here with me and as I said it's completely normal to be nervous it would be weird if you weren't nervous yeah. to be honest um, but no I would never worry I think anyone who is in there has made that decision themselves and that they're adults and that they're kind of happy to do it and at the end of the day they're pushing themselves further than most people have ever pushed themselves before completing that program you know so with your coaches do you just coach exclusively for MMA first or would it be all different people so I have two different kind of streams um, to my my work Um, half of it is more kind of corporate based Um, and that would involve kind of emotional intelligence coaching maybe executive coaching coaching leadership skills that's all more so how to deal workplace stress and how to manage it and and the majority of the time that's down to how effectively you can communicate with it with people in your team or if you're a leader and or sometimes it's just dealing with a very stressful or reactive boss and there's loads of things obviously and work life is something that does also really interest me because the end of the day we spend the majority we spend 40 hours a week there yeah and um, it's your life it will be miserable if you hate it or yeah, if, if you, you don't suffer, enjoy it yeah exactly. if you suffer from anxiety if you're under chronic stress at work um that's no good hi hey Carl look hi, Carl. no I was looking for a gum machine sorry that's very rude you Carl but sorry we don't talk are you still doing the podcast yeah you've looked yourself in after being on two weeks yeah. ago come on Lorna, Lorna said that you are a brilliant. Thanks, Lorna. Yeah. You're all you said to ourselves. Thanks, man. Oh, it's brilliant. I always said I had to put you up and then I'm looking for something. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to put you up. So, uh, you can put me up right there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Coffee. <laughs> yeah, he is a big coffee head. <laughs> right, go on, I need to see you. Right, thanks, Carl. Guest appearance of Carl Tanner. <laughs> oh, that was a good sight, you know, Carl. So, work related stress. Work-related stress, yeah. So that's another thing that I, uh, another avenue that I kind of worked in. Um, so that stuff, yeah, that would be more kind of off space or like people working towards work goals, etc. And that's all I get on top of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So sometimes um, people come to me and it's just one-to-one stuff that they have engaged in themselves outside of work. Um, other times you could be on a program maybe in a bank or something let's say and they will run like a future leadership program or a management program and uh, so we be doing stuff like that so uh, that's one avenue um, and then the second is it's working with the primary MMA athletes um, at the minute um, and to help them to develop their mental toughness skills what would be one little uh, just for the listeners what would, would be one little like exercise you would do for a mental toughness for MMA for it sure um, let me think the first one that comes to mind I'm sure I think it's something that you can explain over uh, over a podcast you know without saying yeah. it um, obviously one of the most obvious ones is, is self confidence right so if we look at um, at the four C's that I spoke about earlier so there's your confidence. Um, confidence is one thing that you can't think yourself into doing. No matter what self-belief book you pick up or whatever, yeah. um, or what it says, you can't think yourself into doing it. You have got to do it. You have to take the action. Um, so that that's really important. So what I would do there is... Again, with the majority of people, and um, we'll, we'll take a wave to Warrior, for example, because it's different working with, um, pros, as, as yeah, said earlier, with yeah. pros. A lot of that stuff is kind of already there. Yeah, yeah, what you might, it, it wouldn't be a confidence in their abilities, but it, they might be looking at maybe getting over um, maybe some performance anxiety where something went wrong in the last fight and they're just afraid that that's going to happen again. Yeah. Right, so that's not a lack of confidence. That's just being a little bit nervous about an event that happened. That and about it'd be like James having the panic attacks. He would want to stop that happening for the next week. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like that, that is different. That's more kind of about managing anxiety, and with building confidence. And let's say with some of the women's warriors, a lot of the time it would be to 
maybe now down something that you don't feel confident in and doing it anyway. Yeah. The smallest of things. And a lot of the time these can even just be social interactions, like going up and asking your coach that question or you know, spending extra time hanging back on the mats with your train, you know, with your partner's training afterwards. All those little moments are really, really significant. Um, and they're the type of, to give you an example, what would, what could really affect your uh, confidence, let's say, is in that situation, if you don't ask the question or if you're hanging around on the mats after work, now, don't get me wrong, I know sometimes you have to leg it off to work, yeah, yeah. It, but if you have the time, but you just don't feel that you belong, um, it's going to affect you way more and for way longer when you walked off the mat telling yourself, I don't belong here. Yeah. yeah. Um, or that uh, that you didn't feel confident enough to just go up and sit down and talk with, you know. Yeah, and say, how do I do this? Yeah, yeah, that's going to affect you way longer than the five seconds that it's going to take to... Ask a question. Ask the question. And be part of the group. Yes. So exactly. you would you use that as a confidence builder? Yes, yeah, yeah. So your confidence builder really is... Put yourself in those situations. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just do it anyway, right? That's... Just do it. That's and it's 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 really annoying. And um, clients can often get frustrated because they have this idea that it's gonna come out way worse than what it is. Well, yeah, that. But also, oh, I'm going to see a mindset coach or a psychologist, and sure, she'll have some sort of magic wand, you know, that she'll yeah. wave and I'll yeah. walk out of there and I'll never suffer with anxiety again, or I'll be like as confident as I can. And um, it doesn't work like that. And your mental toughness skills are much like I always love to use the analogy of they're the exact same as your physical skills. Your brain is a muscle, right? So when you're developing new um, new behaviors and new patterns, uh, it, your brain has to physically kind of structure new neural uh, pathways in order for that to, to fire. So the more you engage in that, the more, so there's the same that they use in neuroscience, so neurons that fire together, wire together. So you're basically creating a really strong pathway for it to become a habit then. that John uses, it's upgrade, rest of the hardware, upgrade software. Yes, yeah. When yeah, you're yes. learning about stuff, yeah. rather than actually get it and spiral each other for 20 yeah. rounds. Yeah, 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 it's just, you're never gonna, yeah. yeah. Exactly, you're not gonna learn anything. No. Whereas if, you just sit down and have a day out. Like, do, do they have a designated day before Monday to see you, or is it no, just no, no, not whenever both our schedules kind of suit. And um, generally in the mornings here after training, just means people don't have to come back down. To the yeah, gym it's more convenient. Yeah, 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 it's just kind of um. But at least if they're thinking about something the night before or the day before when they were in training, they can say to you, like, I'm yeah. thinking about this. And yeah, It's yeah. not constantly on the mind throughout the whole training process. Absolutely. And, like, I often kind of, especially if someone is out with an injury or something like that, like, I would say, look, use that time yeah. to work on your mental skills. Yeah. Too. There's loads of things um, that that build up uh, to your mental toughness. So, like, confidence, obviously, is a big one, as I said. There's no magic wand, there's no words that you can say. A bit of self-belief and action is the only thing that's going to build your confidence. Um, another thing that's really important, and it is actually one like something that's important and applicable to the pro team as well, is your um, attentional control. So your ability to remain focused um, when you're, particularly when, and especially for the lads, like, some of them, what they could sometimes do three or four five minute rounds the most is five fives yeah five five yeah 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 yeah. so like that's a long time yeah to hold your concentration and especially um sometimes let's say if you get in a sticky spot or whatever like your mind can just go because it's what we do exactly and we just kind of like detach and it's like and lights are on but no one is home and it can take a few minutes then maybe to get back and um, to where they were, focus on their game plan or whatever it is. So um, one exercise that you can do around that is um, like a number grid and it'd be like a crossword, let's say. You can picture oh, a crossword yeah. with numbers in it. Okay. And um, be all jumbled up and I will ask them to mark off, let's say, zero to 20 in 30 seconds or as fast as they can and in that way, I'm kind of able to slightly simulate the pressure of 
um, yeah. keeping rounds on. So I'll, I'll let them know that it's like right, five seconds, ten seconds, and, and you can see them like, <laughs> you know. But, but by the third or fourth round, they've, they've gotten much quicker with it. Um, other things like, uh, you know, like memory card games. All these, I used to do that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. right, but they're, they're very effective for training your thought pattern recognition. Right. So your ability to see something, retain that information for later, and then, and then use it when yeah. you need it. So yeah. like that's obviously in, in terms of like fight IQ, that's a big thing. Oh, definitely. And um, so yeah, there's a look, simple little apps on your phone and all, like yeah. real simple, but just think about keeping your mind sharp. And like I'm not talking about candy crush or anything like that although it's probably some argument that that's pattern recognition as well you know word searches and anything that's going to keep you mentally sharp and focused and is going to help a lot and in terms of your commitment to things often that is can just be done with um you know effective planning and smart planning and not just so we have this big thing in our head that oh I can't I have to get this this and this done by Friday let's say or in a few weeks and like you'd say well okay how do you eat an elephant you can't eat an elephant but if you were to eat an elephant how would you do it cut it up one piece at a time that's fucking deadly yeah it's simple you know fair enough it's massive and it's yeah you're kind of like god I couldn't do that but if you break it down into bits like manageable pieces yeah. that, that you can do and accomplish then um, yeah instantly your perception changes now I'm wondering what else it tastes like what are you doing to me <laughs> I bet you you know, you know you might get it on the black web definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's, I feel terrible say it's tough yeah I feel terrible that. poor elephants yeah I can't extinct it. I, I don't think many people eat them. It's okay. It's only like lions and stuff. They need to eat them. Oh, you're a legend. So how do you think I did without Mark? Without Mark? Mark, yeah. Like, substantial, I think. Thank you very much. Just, just drop Mark. I, I think it's okay. I want the face of the show. You, you He's just... definitely not going to hear this part. Of the level. <laughs> he, he'll listen to the first five minutes and be like, did he, did he press play? And he won't listen yeah, to the end of no, point Yeah, see, that's it. We, we've, we've mind fucked on now. Exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> at the end. Right, Lorna, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you so much You're for having me. Yeah. Um, what's coming up for you? Um, the cork. So there's a couple of things coming up, actually. Shoot. So. Any other ones I can Plug, plug, plug. I'm sure there will be. Um, oh. Yeah, there will Obvious. be. Yeah, for sure. Stay um, shield. So this weekend, July 20th, Cork, Everyman Theatre, I'll be doing a talk on how creating a combat mind. Is it a ticketed event? It is a ticketed event. They are €25. Euros. All proceeds go to three Cork-based charities. So there's Pieta House and uh, two others, which I will double-check. Come on, people, dig deep. It's charity. Dig deep. Dig deep. It's going to be a great day. There's 10 speakers. Um, they're covering everything from nutrition to motivation to mindset and um, really really interesting if you have any interest or if you work in the fitness industry whatsoever I say get, go to it go yeah. to it yeah. you, you won't um, you won't regret it on the August bank holiday weekend up in Carlingford we're running a retreat and there is a special discount for SPG members if anybody's interested we have two black belts. We have King Conlon doing BJJ seminars and a friend who's Paul Fox. And we will have ice baths with Love and Oxygen and doing the Wim Hof method. This sounds like Mark, right up Mark Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mark, come along to it. And we'll have some other just kind of strength and conditioning stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I think there might be Zoom about this one. We have Sunrise Yoga. Um, the food is going to be by the natural kitchen. Beautiful. Um, yeah, the lads here. So and it's absolutely gorgeous. So we we did we did one of these and and I of course will be doing a talk and um, I'll be talking about flow states actually and the science of flow states and how you can apply it to um, your MMA or jiu-jitsu practice. Um, so that's good. That's definitely a bit. I say get on that. Definitely. If anyone is interested, yeah. just um, contact me. Yeah. yeah, or contact fitguru.ie, follow them. 
and the lads will, will get you, especially with the discount for the SPG yeah. members as well, yeah. which is cool. Where's that held? Um, in Carlingford, uh, so absolutely stunning location. Yeah. We also do zip lining and yeah. uh, archery and stuff like that, so it's, it's a great weekend. We've We've loads of fun. Sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, get, get along to that. Is that a ticketed event? That's a ticketed event, yes. Um, so I think it's currently 299 for SPG members and 399 for non-members. So if you have a friend that you wanted to bring with you or you felt um, could benefit from it, that's at cost price. The lads are literally just want everyone to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but it's really good value. I mean, I think the ice bath alone could be nearly 100 quid and then yeah, your archery yeah. zip line and, uh, to, oh Sergey as well is wrestling? yeah Sergey's doing wrestling wrestling like, that's yeah, yeah yeah god I was like for that yeah Sergey's doing so I mean if you were thinking about it if you were to do a day seminar with the three lads separately yeah. you'd easily spend of course 100% yeah, yeah. Oh, um, if any of the MMA fighters here, yeah. pro or amateur, I want to get in contact with you. What is the name of your? Uh, Next Level Coaching um, is my company. So just Lorna at nextlevelcoaching.ie is the email. Or just, you know, hit me up on social media. Yeah, Facebook or Instagram, Laurel and Alice. Yeah. Um, anybody that likes me can contact me, Craig Rankin, on all social media. Yeah, um, Dead Leg Podcast. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you.